On this podcast, we like to review the most recent installments of a different series every episode. Panhandle is a new series on Spectrum. It's a procedural dramedy about an agoraphobic armchair detective. Had you heard that expression before? No. Okay. And a traffic cop as they work together to solve mysteries. Let's break it down. Welcome to today's episode. probably our first original Spectrum television series. And to get us acclimated to Spectrum television, I wanted to play a little game. It's a twist on a game that we normally play where we give three facts and then one of them's fake and you have to guess the fake one. But this one, I have six different TV shows um, and you have to tell me whether or not the majority of them are fake or real. So I will go through them and you just have to do an average in your head. Like are more of these probably real or fake? Okay. So it leans one way or the other. Number one, the holiday. Four families go on a dream vacation that ends in murder. All right? Right. High and tight. An elite military unit is ambushed after missing their drop. Three survive, two vanish, and one betrays them all. Okay. This next one is called Long Slow Exhale. Set in the competitive world of women's college basketball, we follow head coach of a championship team who finds herself embroiled in a sexual abuse scandal that threatens to destroy everything she's built. Okay. Beanbag Bugbath, a mystery romance following a woman who doesn't know how to cope with the voice that emerges from her garbage disposal. (laughs) Okay. Angela Black, a mysterious man comes out of nowhere to spill dirt on Angela's husband who abuses her. Hmm. And then last but not least, Curfew, an action-packed drama series where the curfew is set and locks society in at night and people compete in a dangerous street race to break free of the city. Okay, and, and so I'm gonna go through the titles again. I won't read the descriptions. The right. holiday was the first one with yep. the four families. High and tight, long slow exhale, beanbag bug bath, Angela Black, and curfew. Are more of those true or false? I'm gonna go with like two are true and four are false. I'm gonna say more are false. I think you have it flipped. Most of those are real. Two of them are not. Beanbag bug bath. That was complete fake. In fact, that was supposed to throw you off. In fact, it was like you were supposed to know that was fake. Right. The other one was high and tight. High so and tight, the ones okay. that are real are the holiday, long, slow exhale, Angela Black, and Curfew. You know, Curfew sounds interesting. Curfew, curfew sounds, sounds crazy. Like a, yeah, Curfew sounds like a show that I would want. But it watch. also seems like something that could be really low budget and really bad, like yeah. a death race, <laughs> or like what was that show that came out? Blood Drive that came out a few years ago on Sci-Fi. <laughs> yeah, it right. feels like it could be something like that. Okay. Anyway, so we're bringing back to Panhandle this new show. It's a procedural dramedy, mm-hmm. so it's week by week. You watch the first two episodes, and the description they have here is since personal tragedy struck five years ago, loquacious, eccentric Belle Prescott, that's the main character, hasn't left the rambling property of the Apalachicola River that he shares with his mother. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have, as you were saying, Belle, and we learned that that tragedy that struck was that his wife died, Uh uh, and that's the reason why he's become agoraphobic. He just cannot leave. He, like, even has visions of when he's looking out from his house, like, the ground just crumbling. You see him getting, like, packages delivered, and he's asking, like, the people who are, like, delivering the packages to move it closer to him so he can just grab them so he doesn't have to leave the house. The two shows that come to mind that have done that before is Into the Dark. Mm -hmm. They had an episode with the lady from Book smart she was in uh she played an agoraphobic person and then there was also the shameless 
Um, yes, yeah, John Cusack's sister from the first season. Yeah, this takes place third, first three or four yeah, seasons. But this, yeah, but this, but the well, that storyline specifically was in the first. Oh, season. she resolves it. Did, right. Do you think he's going to resolve it in this? He show? does. He does in, in the, the first, first episode? episode. Yeah, it was, it was very. Why fast. did they include it in the series synopsis? Then? Yeah, yeah. Well, because he does like you do see him struggle when he's outside, but so it, that's why he's compared to Monk with his OCD. Oh yes, this is one hundred percent like Monk. It's also like any type of USA TV PG crime show came, yeah. that came out. I it's was supposed. Like, be almost like a blast of the past like yeah. this is supposed to be a blue screen might show be a or, lot of like uh, burn notice you could throw psych in there uh, well the two i have are royal pains because yes. i re- i remember the premise of that was that the doctor lost his job in the beginning and then he became sort of like a slob mm-hmm. because he had nothing to do and he just stayed in his house all day until he found his leather line of work which was helping these rich people like solve medical mysteries right. and then there was almost paradise which we did for the podcast right, i remember that where, was like the third episode we ever yeah did. this was the description <laughs> alex walker a former dea agent who was forced to, uh, into early retirement that sent him into a secluded small tropical island in the Philippine archipelago. Um, both of those seem like a character who was good at a job who then decided to just become a recluse or yeah. like a hermit almost. Also, but the thing about Bell is that he's very uptight. He's living in like a huge mansion in Florida. Uh, Where did he get his money? I think just his mom has the mansion there. Oh, okay. So family wealth. I will say my favorite parts of the uh, shows, of the two episodes, is when they showed actual alligators. I'd be very surprised if those were CGI because they looked, like, very real. Yeah, this is supposed to be, like, a thing for the Sunshine State. It's supposed to be all about Florida, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't actually filmed in Florida. It wasn't filmed in Florida. No, they shot it in Savannah, Georgia. So I don't know where Georgia they, if, because I was seeing. Do they get alligators from Georgia? I don't know. I don't know. They must have though, <laughs> because yeah, I was seeing like these ocean fronts, and I was like, this has to be filmed in Florida. Like it just looked very nice and very clean. Did Ron DeSantis <laughs> show up? <laughs> no. Wait, you consider Florida really? No, clean? no, no, no. But when they showed the beach and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff, it looked like really beautiful, and even the mansion and all like the greenery and everything. Yeah. So we have a ton of characters here, as you said, Belle Prescott, right. and there's Cami Lord. Cami, she so she is the cop. She's uh, the kind of second. Uh, biggest character the first thing we see of her is she is like she is assistant or is she more like a co-partner well the different like we see them interact together in the first episode it's the first time we ever see them interact because the first thing we see is that she pulls over someone and uh she's like writing out a parking ticket and then like she's flirting with them and they're flirting back it was weird that it's to show that like she She reminds me of dexter when they brought it back and (laughs) and he was pulled over but then we learned that that's actually his girlfriend right yeah but she uh, i assume doesn't know this guy who she's no she it was just like kind of off the cuff and then cammy is this what they mean by like improving police bedside manner almost you know like (laughs) making it feel making us feel all more safe that way no no in no way shape or form no she she goes over to bell's house though because there's a dead body apparently that's in the in like he just has the dead body there was yeah there was just a random it honestly looked like they guess it reminded me of big fat liar with paul giamatti with the blue paint remember that scene because this guy was incredibly blue they even say that was he one of the blue man group (laughs) he looked like one of the blue man group i was like is he gonna like get up and start dancing but he wasn't he was like painted blue as opposed to asphyxiated so he can't breathe and then his I body think, no, here's the thing. Or he was drowned. I think that he was supposed to be like asphyxiated or something like that, but yeah. it just looked like he that they just like sloshed him with blue. <laughs> <laughs> like back in the day when they didn't have red paint for or uh, use red paint for blood when the black yeah. and white movies and they used what syrup or yeah or like chocolate milk chocolate or something milk? like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that he had like they did the coronary report and he had been out there for like a week or so. The um, guy didn't. Yeah. Our main character yes. who was supposed to be an amazing detective didn't realize there was a dead body outside of his house for a week. 
week. Well, in terms of being a detective, the thing is, is that he's not actually, he wasn't ever given a license. So he's like psych. Right, yeah. Like, Cammy comes there, he opens up his shed, and he has a ton of information on a ton of different murders that have taken place around Ooh, his place. That's suspicious. And yeah. also reminds me of the black phone. I won't spoil that part of it, but yeah, there's a, definitely a guy in there. And, and, and one <laughs> that thing that I should similar. mention is that Bell, he was married to Vita, and he still sees Vita. Like, you, you oh, as monk, the viewer... monk, monk, monk. Yeah, just, but you yeah, just like Monk though. You right? actually see the wife in yeah, that? Yeah, all the time, like in his illusion mostly during finale portions, because that's where he would actually get breaks uh, to his case. But then like yeah, he had flashbacks all the time. This he wasn't was flashbacks, so this is like he's speaking to Vita. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right. a little bit. And, and and like the difference between that is that when he actually says something to Vita, the characters hear him. That, oh, that's yeah. different than a lot of TV shows mm-hmm. where it's like they're speaking and maybe a character's in the same room but they don't hear it. You like, know who also talks to his dead wife? <laughs> no. the, old, the old man i remember in the that's how the show began was that he kept on having oh, okay. these hallucinations and yeah he would he would speak to her yeah so, so it's it's a it's a well-known thing i don't know is it effective does it make it feel like a better show for it i mean like i i was enjoying it because like i said it was somewhat something kind of different but the point is that the person who died his name was jamie dextra but there's a connection with bell and his wife and jamie dextra because apparently vita was going to give him a five thousand dollar check before she died okay that was supposed to be like a big thing so bell is like what the hell is going on and then cammy was like look you need to like report this to the authorities i'm not like an actual cammy, cop yeah cammy's supposed to be just like she's a, a town cop that's what she refers to herself as yeah i read it as she like helped people pass crosswalks and stuff <laughs> like a street cop yeah. yeah i mean but it seemed like she was doing that's what they want you to feel but like it seemed like she was doing more in the show like mm-hmm. it seemed like she was too involved like she's gonna in get a promotion cases. pretty soon yeah otherwise it wouldn't like make sense right Exactly. Like, in the second episode, we see her literally, like, bust down a door and, like, get a crack addict who... She also has a kid, though? Yes, that's a big part of the story. So, she says that she's from Detroit. That's supposed to be something that's kind of an undercurrent she moved from the whole Detroit episode. to Florida. To Florida, right. Okay. But Belle, throughout the episode, is always kind of testing her. And by the end of the episode, we learn she's not from Detroit. Like, apparently lie? she lied about that. And that's the question. Why was she lying? Why is she being closed off? Why, yeah. And Are we going to find out that the co-star in the show is the killer of the wife? That's what I was wondering. Wait, no, I was kidding. Like, no, no, but that's, that's, but that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, so you think she might be going? evil? No, they don't oh. show it, but that would be such a twist. That would they? be such a twist. <laughs> Anyways, what ends up happening is, uh, actually, the first episode is pretty Well, you said standard. the kid was, like, a big part of the show, and then you didn't mention well, him no, again. Well, no, the kid is, like, I'd say six years old. Yeah. And whenever Cammy is over with Belle, and they're talking about the murder, and who's connected to what, and what exactly is going on, the kid is always hanging out with Belle's mom. Tyler, yes. Right. But the thing about Tyler is, is that he doesn't really actually have, I felt like, any characterization behind him. He's there strictly for the fact of Cammy just having something to, like, work for, I felt like. Okay. You know? Right. So not necessarily a positive, just kind of, like, written in there, right. but we haven't really explored his character enough. Right. And the first episode was pretty standard in and of itself. I felt that, like, Belle and Cammy, they just go around to a ton of different places and interview people and see what the connection exactly is. Until they solve the murder, I Until, assume? yeah, they basically get someone and who what happened so they they put they throw him in jail he was he was someone who worked at a water park and the reason why Bo was able to leave his house is because he always feels like he needs something from his house or something reminding him of his wife in yeah. order to have the strength to leave okay so for example he gets her blouse and no, like I ties it. it around himself and and always just like a totem like from hers yeah right exactly so that's how he was able to leave but they get this guy named arvin 
uh, and they, like, throw him in jail. I assume he confessed before they threw him in jail. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it, what happened was was that they went to his place later on, and he was there, and he started attacking them. Oh, so, that yeah, was, instant jail. That's cool. the situation, yeah. And then Arvin was, and then Bell's like, so what's the reason? Why is my wife, like, sending a $5,000 check to this Jamie guy? And then Arvin's like, are you sure you want to know? And Bell's <laughs> like, yes, I want to know. And then Arvin's like, okay, well, here's the situation. Your wife was cheating on you. And uh, Jamie figured out about it and was blackmailing her for it. Hmm. And the end of the episode is basically uh, Bell just kind of sitting down and he's like speaking to his wife, who obviously, again, isn't there. Do you recognize her by any chance? No, I, I was would be I surprised if you did. Uh, um, yeah. She did play kind of a significant role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She played Leonardo DiCaprio's wife. I forgot the name of his oh, character in that. Yeah, yeah. She, where she I likes, knew I would say that and you would probably remember right. who Yeah, she was, was the character that I don't think spoke a lot of English. But yeah, yeah now that you say that, absolutely, yeah. And then the first episode ends where arvin is speaking to his wife and he's like did you cheat on me and she doesn't really answer and then it ends oh how how, how it is mine though like she's not that's real, and that's right? and that's <laughs> something that they explore so much at the beginning scene of the second episode he's even like i know that you're not just going to tell me what i want to hear because you're basically me and then she's like yeah but like you know me like i wouldn't cheat on you and, and all this different it's like stuff. a mr robot situation where he's playing chess with himself <laughs> exactly and it's always a stalemate mm-hmm. uh we also learned that bell is getting kind of these nightmares about his wife always dying so, yeah. and, and like him being he blamed seems pretty for haunted it. by it. yeah <laughs> him being blamed by it for it has he been like a is he a uh what, he's not, it no, a no, no it's just it's just his nightmares though that's a, that's gotcha. the thing that's getting to him and then in the second episode also cammy's what would you give the first episode before we jump right into the second well i i haven't really gone into my opinions of it yet but i'd say the first episode i'd give like a five to okay it felt kind of slow Pacing wasn't Doesn't really pass there. muster yet. Okay. Yeah, and again, it was just a lot of them going to different places and interviewing people and trying to figure out clues. All right, jump um, through episode two. So then. yeah, the second episode, Cammy's uh, husband comes into town, mm-hmm. and apparently he knows that she's been like lying about not only where she's from but Wait, also. Wait, is that Tyler? Or is Tyler the kid? I thought Tyler was the kid. Okay, I don't know. I don't know because I only have yeah, one no, other Ty- board. Tyler's the kid. Okay, but good. but the thing is, is that like Cammy, she isn't only lying about where she's from. She's lying about her name too. And apparently, this isn't the first time she's done this. She's gone around and <laughs> and has basically like moved to several different places. Always lied about her name. Always lied but about her yet background. still gotten a job as a traffic cop, <laughs> solving like very important crimes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. By um, the way, how did the guy die in the first episode? Because you said he turned blue. The guy worked at a water park. Yeah, but the water park really didn't have anything to do with it. Actually, Jamie, that's a, that's a guy again. Yeah. Uh, he was he learned about Bell. Apparently, where Bell's living, there's buried treasure, mm-hmm. and he learned about it. And um, also, Jamie's girlfriend was cheating with Arvin. So what ended up happening was Arvin followed Jamie to Bell's residence, and right as Jamie was about to start burying for treasure, he kills him. Okay, so I'm assuming that Bell doesn't have any security cameras. Because he would have caught all that. <laughs> you, would th- you would think. Yeah, yeah but... given how paranoid and, like, given that he has a lot of money, that he would try to well, keep a little surrounding view of what his property The weirdest like. part was apparently Arvin was about to start burying for treasure after he kills Jamie, but he didn't want to kill the alligator that was coming after him. Again, an alligator. One of Bell's alligators. Yeah, he, like, really apparently cares for alligators because that also, he, like... He how many alligators them. does he have? I think that Bell has, like, two or three, actually. Can you legally do that? I saw that Atlanta episode where the guy got in trouble for owning an alligator, but I didn't know in Florida you could actually have pet alligators. Whenever anything crazy happened in Florida in this show, everyone would just say it's Florida. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that to, that was, like, the main oh, thing. Okay, so, like, Vegas, use. whatever yeah. whatever happens. Overall, stays. yeah, I mean, so, you want, yeah. Yeah, going to the second episode. Yeah, second episode. So, Cammy, she is obsessed with this poster where she's, like, always taking, um 
the traffic speed. She keeps Are you looking sure it's at a poster because the title of the episode is one billboard, it's a billboard. outside Boggsville, yeah. Florida. Like there's three billboards. Yeah, there's this guy named Spray Tan Sam. Mm-hmm. That's that's what she calls him. Yeah, and he's a real estate agent. Does this, he go by Spray Tan Sam or do people? That's just the call name him that Cammy calls her. That Cammy calls him. Okay, um, so it's not on the billboard. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, but uh. Bell, the main thing of this episode is that Bell's trying to figure out really what Vita's deal was. And I think that this is going to be a main storyline. What his wife's deal was? Yes, because again, he just figured, he just, (laughs) and that's the thing. He doesn't realize who she might have been because she might have been cheating on him. So So, she, so so he's trying to realize. So Cammy has her secrets and so does Vita. Yeah. So everyone around him is lying to him. Right. I mean, and Bell is like always speaking to Vita, but again, it's just his imagination. So he's always just kind of hearing what he wants to hear. And he's starting to realize that. So he's just trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Why would she be cheating on him? All these different types of questions. Do you think she actually was cheating on him? Are we led to believe that? Or do that's, we think that's that what you're led to believe? Yeah, I don't think she yeah. was. Well, I mean, in these type of shows, they're never actually cheating. Right. It was always some big conspiracy. She was probably trying to help him. So, you know what? <laughs> so, you know what Bell tries to do in order to figure this out? He takes DMT. Oh, wow. Chakota, who is this comic relief that person. That I don't see on every USA show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And that's the thing Except about the this. Weird notice, burn notice the weird thing is, is that, like, um, I was trying to figure out who this show is made for in terms of, like, age groups. Because it seemed like you could, like, if you were, like, eight years old, you could watch something like this. Again, it's, like, a It's, like, not that bad. But well, then, what happens when he takes DMT? Well, he ends up actually speaking to Spray Tan Sam. Oh. He, like, is transported okay. to where that billboard is, and you actually see Spray Tan Sam like talk to him and uh and things like that through the billboard right and and he because of like just his paranoia thinks that now spray tan sam was actually having an affair with vita so So, what's weird to me though is that like this is supposed to be a procedural like i said and this sounds like it's more about the original arc of the show like is there a murder that happens as well well there's not a murder but there is like this one very side storyline it felt like it was just thrown in there the case by week yeah, but it was, like, literally two scenes where this guy named JoJo, he does, like, a lot of cocaine, and then Cammy ends up, like, coming to his apartment. So we have DMT and we have cocaine. <laughs> yeah, but Cammy, like, comes to his apartment and arrests him. That's the whole entire, like, side storyline. I was wondering you don't why know it was why? there. Yeah, I don't even know why it was in there. She's a traffic cop, but she just decides to go arrest someone. Yeah, because he's doing cocaine. Like, right. that's, that's... Do we learn anything else about her background? Because, like, she, you said, was mysterious. Well, yeah, and I also said the fact that, like, her husband comes into town, and she and he really wants to spend time with Tyler. No, but I mean, does that make you, is that empathy? Do you feel empathy towards her? I mean, that's what they're trying to do, but I didn't personally feel that Sounds like you have a lot of issues with what they're trying to force you to feel. The show's just very bland, and I don't feel like a lot of the characters are that compelling. Sounds like it. They're very cliche. I mean, you have Cammie, she's the hardworking hardworking single mom who, like, can never catch a break. Also, she's having to deal with racism, which I do feel empathy for that. She she has a good line in the first episode where she says something along the lines of, um, black people hate me because I'm a cop and white people hate me because I'm black. And I was like, that's probably the best line out of the whole entire series for her. Still, I mean, though. At this point, it sounds like I've heard that before, though. I mean, but, okay. yeah, but I, I thought it worked within the bounds of what the show was trying to do. Sure. But then also you just have, like, again, the charismatic lead, who, but doesn't really know how to react socially. We've seen that better better done in things like Sherlock and, as we mentioned before, Monk and all that other stuff. Yeah, the creators are known for doing things like The Mob, Dr. Bones, Judging Amy, Early Edition, Friends from College, The Grinder, The Carmichael Show. Um, it's funny, though, the second show creator, Nicholas Stoller, uh, I could tell that he updates his own IMDb page page because like it shows his credits for thanks 
And no mm-hmm. one, even the most famous actors, don't go through the process of like adding that. <laughs> yeah. Unless no, you're the person. What, it was the. the have it I had seen 11 his name? credits oh, for, what? for thanks. But like, was anything famous for that I got thanks for? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even check. Right. The, uh, the thing though is that the mob doctor, Bones, and Judging Amy, they all have sort of a peculiar main character. Early edition right. was more of a, like a plain dude, just like a blue collar worker. <laughs> but like the other three, they kind of had a twisty personality. Right. And just to finish up the episode, so it turns out that Belle and Cammy, they go to where Spray Tan Sam is actually playing mini golf and they kind of corner him. And uh, Bella's trying to figure out exactly, like, why exa- his, his wife was cheating on him with Spray He's Tansen. just, like, 100% cheating. Yeah, he is, he's 100% going on that. And then, just based off the stuff he learned from episode one. But then it turns out that Spray Tan Sam is actually gay. <laughs> and he's there with his family. And he's like, no, I wasn't cheating with your wife. What was happening was she was trying to rent out, like, a seaside property. Okay. So, that's, so that throws another wrench in the case. And right as Bell and Cammy leave, that's when Spray Tan Sam... It's such a dumb name, but I, I do like it. He pulls out his phone and he calls someone uh-huh. and this like intimidating looking mob boss answers. And then Spray Tan Sam is like, you need to talk with this bell person. And it turns out, this is very coincidental, but at the very end of the episode, that that uh, mob person was actually Vita's dad. Oh. And and, uh, and like Vita's dad. And he hasn't thought, v- uh, Bell hasn't thought to talk to the family no. of Vita since she passed away? No, not at all. I think he's wanting to kind of keep his like investigation, investigation low key. That he's working with a cop on right down low yeah that's <laughs> weird and then and then yeah so it turns out that uh the mob boss breaks into bell's uh like mansion but then he's his father-in-law breaks yeah, into his his, his, yeah couldn't he have just knocked <laughs> yeah but he breaks in and then his father-in-law is like i need to tell you some stuff uh speaking and that's about where we leave it? and that's where it cuts so what do you get the second episode i give the second episode again like a five okay and i would probably give just the overall show a five i don't think that it's terrible i do think that like if you watch it you're not going to judge it too harshly. It's really harmless. If you're someone who enjoys Psych, Monk, uh, Law & Order, the, the kind of the sh- case-by-week shows, right? are you going to like it? I think so. Okay. And so. I think that there's, like, intrigue, again, for people like that, but I don't see, like, the mass majority of audiences really going for it. And I always think Actually, there's just... I see the opposite. Really? It's like the mass majority of audiences usually like those shows. It's the other types of shows that like have to get a niche i just feel like whenever you're trying to like kill time that's literally why the reason like ncis and law and order so you find it basic you find it tame yes you think that it's just worthy of a very mediocre five very tame yeah and anything else you want to say about the show before we end it no that's about it all right well thanks for listening we'll see you in the next episode bye bye